What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We've put G.I. Joe on the back burner, and now we're doing seasonal content through the end of the year. This we is put it on the yes. back burner because we've got dishes on every burner. We've got something in the oven, something over there in the steamer. What about the microwave? The is, it, is, any, is there is anything it, in the microwave? Uh, what about the broiler? Buns, are we utilizing the broiler? Uh, that's the oven. You can't. What do you get? You gonna put things in the broiler? Anything? I guess you could, but yeah, you could do that. Uh, sketchy. This Point is, is knowing it's, it's half the podcast, and I am race to Canis. <laughs> and this is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving beep, 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 Shockingly, more of them exist than you think. Thanksgiving. Wait, are yeah. there any thank? What are there any Thanksgiving songs? Was that Hold the on, Thanksgiving just, the theme of the Transformers? That's I what that I heard. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Turkeys in disguise. <laughs> yes, that is what I did. Because I couldn't think of a Thanksgiving song fast enough, so I just yeah. went with what I knew. Well, here's the thing. We've started looking at all of the Thanksgiving cartoons out there. There are a lot of them, and there's a reason why you can't think of a single one, because <laughs> they're all bad. Yeah, yeah. we them. even I, I we even looked up a list of was it the best cartoons or the worst cartoons uh, or I, just I think it was just the overlooked ones you didn't know about. You sent us a list of right. best of the seventies, eighties, and I think nineties as well. Uh, and the seventies is where we got uh, today's offering Ugh. from uh, BC. Everybody, this did not like me. This did not make me like the seventies anymore. No, this is, I would actually argue this is the worst, laziest aspects of the 70s come to fruition in the form of a Thanksgiving cartoon special based on a Christian Sunday morning comic strip. Here's the, okay, many mistakes there. Uh, I will correct you. It was a daily strip. Uh, I, uh, like your father, had many of the uh, paperback collections of them. Sure. Pocket paperback and not trade paperback, like you called them. It's all trade to uh, me, whatever. You know, like growing growing up, you know, like just any comic strip is going to be, you know, something. You know, you always go for that comic page, which now is, I don't even, are there even comic pages anymore in the uh, newspapers? Oh, yeah. Have you not been seeing what I've been posting on Facebook? Well, yeah, but I mean, like a full page, and it, I mean, used to be two pages, two full pages. Oh yeah, like two columns of comic strips, and I just I, I remember watching them just shrink and shrink and shrink. No, and, it's the uh, the Sunday L.A. Times has three full pages of comics. Three uh, full. Pa- okay, well, hold on. Back well, up. okay, the third no, 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 page. No, no, no. The third page also has the crossword on it. So no, 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 no. Back the fuck up, because I'm talking about the daily newspaper used to have two full newspaper pages of them and the comics on Sunday used to be like 
eight or ten pages, and the fact that you were like three, but two or but only one, uh, two of them have comics, just fills my heart with sadness. I mean, they're still in there. There's still lots of comic content. I'm, but we have I'm the internet so now. Why are why are newspapers even still a thing? I I'm get the that, newspaper, Ray. Yeah, why? Why bother? That is, if well, you that have, is a little weird. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you have a bird in a cage, there is zero yeah, no. reason to own a newspaper. Well, first Gina, of all, Gina I now... doesn't use the toilet. She just poops <laughs> on the paper. No, first of all, I oh, now okay. have you a fireplace, so I have been saving them as fireplace kindling. Second I only all, get newspapers to fucking burn them. <laughs> second of all, I only get the Sunday one because I want to be able to do the crossword. Uh, okay, no, and, I get that. And Fine. I I enjoy sort of sitting at my kitchen island and and eating breakfast and flipping through it. And I don't want to look at another screen all day. Wow, wow. What's up, barefoot Contessa? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gina, Gina Garten over here. Ooh, do you do you have yeah, a Garten? I'm, t- oh I'm talking about when I make fancy things like the Lunchables I bought at the Seven Eleven down the street, and I eat that for breakfast, and I read my newspaper just like Ina Garten. We looked we looked up the ingredients of Gina's quote unquote Lunchables. It was five thousand dollars a plate. So don't yeah, even yeah. Don't oh no, they're just start. normal crackers with fucking lobster uh, on top of it. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. We we actually grind up an entire Kobe beef cow just to get the drippings to make the butter. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? What? Um, okay, first of all, what lunchables do you have that come with butter? Uh, look, we know that you own Booton Township. <laughs> they you. sent you, Thank you. We saw the pictures that you posted of those sending you oh, offerings. Yeah. To yeah, their if you queen. guys haven't seen this article, it's fantastic. Gina, can you tell us about this article a little bit? This this famed Gina article that appeared in your hometown newspaper that the world has shared at this point? Uh, it, it was the, the New Jersey Daily Record, a uh, statewide mm. newspaper, and that it was wow. also picked up by a couple of other, other publications. They did a little story on me in the most recent pilot that I wrote because... I said it in my hometown, and and it's a very small town, so they were very delighted to hear that. I can't even get a write-up in the Livonia Observer, so this is really upsetting. <laughs> I was born in San Francisco, so I have oh, a little done. higher bar yeah, than the rest of y'all. So, Are you going to San Francisco? <laughs> So let's talk about the comic strip BC because I, I mean I've got some of the information up here for for it. Uh, it started in 1958 and is still running today. Um, yeah. Famously, uh, Johnny Hart, the creator, died at his drawing board in 2007. Oh, that's a cool way to go. Yeah, it just got taken over by other people. I talked before about the religious aspect. That's sort of what it's really known for, despite being a caveman setting. Johnny Hart. He refound he refound religion in 1984 and started yeah. putting Christian stuff in the comics up until he died, bringing a lot of God and Jesus stuff into this oh, BC no. I, comic. Yes, I definitely started reading it before then, and I remember starting to see that uh, yeah. popping up, and I was like, "What? What? Oh, mm, oh I, I don't like right that." So they but. so they sold you one thing and then slipped religion in there. 
Well, well he his, was his opinions like, on things changed, and so he yeah. I don't. I don't like that. You're, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to uh, lure me in as a fan and then dupe me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing: in your magical world where there's just endless comic strips, you can just look at another one. You don't have to go to BC at all. Yeah, you just I mean, here's lump the thing. it in with the Mary Worths and uh, Perry Mason strips. <laughs> just no, what's the them. one? B- Bizarro. I'm telling you, Bizarro is. I only recently discovered it, and now I have two. In the span of about <laughs> three weeks, I have two cut out and hung on my fridge. And I go. do not like clutter, you guys. I no. do not like hanging things on my fridge. I feel like my fridge should be clear of things. But they were too good not to hang. You know, Gina, uh, if you need some child's artwork to hang on I your do fridge, not. Sure me and I will Jan can burn take it. care of that for you. I oh, will I burn so it in a big crafts. pile. I, I burn you, kids' artwork. You, you know, Chan, this is the thing we got to do. Chan, <laughs> when, uh, when this pandemic's over, every time we go over to Gina's house, we have to, like her one friend who just hid uh, headshots or whatever, we're going to hide <laughs> children's artwork. <laughs> All around Gina's place. Like I said, I've got a I've got a fireplace now, so I know exactly what to do with your kids' artwork. The thing is, our kids will be like in college, and you'll still be finding children's artwork around. I was I have a stack of his stuff that I was just about to throw away. I will be saving it now. So just know the next time I show up, Gina, uh, (laughs) it won't be just donuts that I'm bringing. Wait, do you really throw it away? That's so sad. Uh, I've been taking pictures of it and just chucking them because, like, okay, what the fuck am I gonna do with like a construction paper zebra? I don't know. My, my, like my, my it mom was saved in a, everything. Put through a blender. My mom <laughs> saved it all, and I just gotta, I just gotta. Well, yeah, because it. it's gonna, it's it's gonna go into like a royalty archive that like will be passed down for generation <laughs> upon generation. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it's, it's gonna different go into the when you money bank. I guess it's different when you have a house and an attic and a basement. That's where that's what's in those. Oh, attics then you lose it all. Yeah, yeah. So this Thanksgiving special, uh, so BC, as I was saying before, it's a comic strip about a, a caveman, and you essentially have a handful of cavemen. I believe BC is the main comic. I believe a guy, and this is off the top of my head, but Peter is like some like know it all. Uh, there's an inventor guy whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, I want to say Miles, but I'm probably totally wrong. Wait, there's there a guy are- who's names yeah. P- people are named yeah. in this yeah i mean oh, it's not yes. worth anything it's not worth anything because oh. the worst names gina and here we go so you got well, you also got the guy covered in hair who's sort of the dummy uh named grog who was oh, my favorite you're, as a kid. okay you're bringing outside knowledge to this yes i've read i was a big fan yes. when i was a kid okay. yes now here's yes, the deal, gina what do you think the names of the two female characters on the show are oh uh, chan uh, uh hold off because i know you must know this i'm gonna uh, say a, a, a man who is a big God fan in the seventies? Uh, uh, Skankarella and Mary. You're almost there. Um, the young, uh, attractive one's name is Cute Chick, and the <laughs> uh, the the battle axe uh, Brunhilda one's name is Fat Broad. Those are their two names. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, recently, they've been given real names, um, but for decades, those were their names. Okay. Yeah. So that that's a thing. I hate this a little bit more than I did, which is saying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the the thing here begins uh, with this is a Thanksgiving special that almost has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. It's real, real random. The the fact they even you could have just shown me this and not told me it was Thanksgiving and I never would have made a correlation. Oh, I I mean, here's the thing. There is a turkey throughout, but turkey, but it's not. 
this this I hated this so much because it's just a it's clearly just sort of a collection of comic strips like that should not have been animated and it's not done like peanut style where there's a there's a a good narrative and a through line and a beginning middle and end it's just like 30 second chunks that don't make any sense that with a little bit of thought could have been put together like there were things that happened where i was like oh i see where this is going it's gonna be this oh nope that didn't happen Uh, (laughs) i feel like that was how they used to do things and i mean off there there's still stuff like that today that is like that just like quick little hits uh uh was it uh, um robot chicken does exactly that yes robot but the problem robot, here yeah. is that individually these were not good enough to st- like to be those quick those quick little bites like it's basically if you said hey come over i'm gonna make you a bunch of amuse bouches it's gonna be an appetizer only night and then i served you shit and, and like, and I'm standing there. Was it there small going, shit? What's that? Was it small shit? Yeah, it's small bite-sized shit. You told me the, what you were serving, <laughs> and you fulfilled that promise. No, no. The reason to do a moose bushes is to make them better than than an actual meal. Like I want an either a a good a good solid hearty meal or a bunch of delicious tiny meals that I'm like, oh, each one is better than the last. This was just tiny shit piles. Look, all I need what uh, when I uh, am told that I'm getting an amuse-bouche <laughs> is a little cow Noel Fielding <laughs> serving me an amuse-bouche. Okay, I'm going to keep that in mind next time I have a dinner party. And an amuse, because it's a moo. <laughs> And then nope. Mighty Boosh is the – so it's, a, it's an amuse-boosh, you see. Guys, I'm ready to end the show right now. How I'm ready to just walk away from this As their own British out. comedy. I think I'm broken. Raised, this week This week combined with that to, joke has got me. Y'all got me. Ray's ready to end his life. I'm ready to put on my finest suit right uh, now. I actually came do, to this wearing my finest suit just in case. So – we would like to apologize for the quality of this show. First off, we intended to record this long ago, and then, you know, just like uh, uh, things, things got up. in the way, yep. and then the election got in the way, and we're like, you know what, we'll just do it later. And so, like, none of us have watched have watched this uh, for, I don't know, a week or two like or something like that. A week and a half that. at least, yeah. Um, so it was we bad to begin months. with. It got worse because <laughs> we don't remember any of it because no, we tried I'm, to put it out of our heads immediately. No, like, here's the deal. And, here's the deal. So uh, uh, the thing opens up, and this, okay. Okay, let me just real quick. <laughs> this is just reminds me of like everything that I find lazy and trite about the the spirit of the 1970s. Like <laughs> the, the the pacing of this show is so unbelievably slow and so like the, the 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 vote counters in Nevada think this shit is too quick. Like that's how Ooh, timely. Timely. Ooh, this Ooh, is not going to go for well in to this podcast to gather information <laughs> about the human race. We're talking about the 2020 election. Thank you. Joe Biden and, and the other guy. Some guy. I don't know. I don't, this I is going to age like a Doonesbury comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the thing is, though, but the pacing is real slow. Very, very little happens. I took half the notes that I normally would for keeping track of the action than I would on any given cartoon show that we watch. And just the jokes themselves don't really make a lot of sense. They're just sort of people cheeking to the camera while uh, odd things happen that don't really fit together with what else is, I don't know. And it, it's a little bit like it, 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 
back in like the year 2003, if someone was to hand you a, a like a 1970s uh, National Lampoon like article and been like, this shit is hilarious. And you'd be looking at it like none of the references make sense. We've come 30 years in comedy since then. I get what they're doing, but like, yeah. no, this shit doesn't work anymore. And but here's that's the sort thing. of how I felt watching this. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, because I was looking at it with an eye of, okay, it's 19, it's 1973. There will probably be some hacky things that are considered hacky now because they've done them. And I can identify at least one where I thought, okay, this is for 1973, this is kind of a good bit. I don't think it's a good bit because I'm looking at it with, you know, whatever year we're in right now. I feel like it's been eight years <laughs> since this past Tuesday, so I don't know. But <laughs> but uh, uh, there was one bit, and when we get to it, I'll, I'll give it the props okay. that it's due. But yeah. ev- everything else was not good for even even the 70s. Like, I right. mean, if you're comparing this, even if you're comparing this to a laughing episode or something, which is, you know, a series of loosely connected bits, uh, this this doesn't make any sense. And and it takes three. I timed it. It's three minutes in. There were no words. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was going to be the whole thing, but it was weird because then they start speaking. So I thought, OK, either either don't have them speak for the whole thing or have them speak before three minutes in. Oh no, Mizipolito, you are mistaken because uh, I've got a timestamp here. We're talking at about the 32nd mark. Uh, we have uh, a little bit. And I mean, here where I'm coming from is that I remember this pacing. Uh, a lot of the cartoons that I watched when I was a real little kid felt similar to this. Uh, and then, you know, when you started getting the faster paced comedy, I was like, oh, oh, man, this is this is great. But like um, there's a lot of stuff that was like this in the 70s. Even by those standards, this is not real good. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, this definitely was sort of in the mainstream, the kind of thing. I'm pretty sure that it this aired, you know, like on an ABC at like 830 at night. You know, yep. it was like a primetime special. Guaranteed. And. It's it's real middle of the road, uh, real fucking bland. But uh, um, because this this joke here feels very um early seventies, maybe late sixties, uh, uh, like uh, Bob Hopey kind of special. You know, the reason we're doing this is because the supermarkets are closed on Thanksgiving. You see? Wait, I don't I don't even remember that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, everybody's like running around chasing a turkey, and then he stops and you know makes an ironic aside. You oh, know, like, that's uh-huh. not, that you wasn't see, we're ca- we're cavemen, and um, no, yeah, no, it definitely yeah, it was, was. It was like it was like right away. It was before the 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 smoke bit. But like the thing that really kills yeah. me about this is there are actual very talented voice people uh, in this. Like, uh, there's not very many because there's not a lot of lines. But you've got Dawes Butler, uh, one of the most famous. Uh, voice actors of this era of all time. Um, and you've also got Don Messick, who also did a lot of stuff, most notably in my mind, Hampton from the Tiny Toon Adventures cartoon. Um, <laughs> and Dawes Butler, uh, why am I like he he's done so much. Drew, I think Droopy Dog. I want to say like that was the big thing that he did. Yeah. Uh, so he yeah, he did Huckleberry Hound. That's the other big one. Uh, uh, Snaggle uh, Puss. Uh, Fred Flintstone. So, like, he's a Yogi Bear. He's Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is the big one, everybody. He's uh, known for just doing like a crazy amount of work. I like, how you just like go up from the most 
most insignificant and slowly. Uh, oh, right. Yogi <laughs> Bear. Right. Uh, like some people have heard of Yogi Bear. Right. But everybody knows fucking uh, Deputy Dog. Come on Deputy now. Dog. Yeah. Look, Dog's Butler is like an icon. You know, if you were to make a Mount Rushmore of voice out of like voice actors before the year 2000, we'll say Dog's Butler oh, yeah. is on that uh, with uh, Mel Blanc, you know, uh, uh, in my mind, you got to put Michael Bell on there. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was disappointing in much the same way as most TED Talks are these days. I mean, that's fine. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this opening bit, yeah, so there's a bit about the, the uh, as I could barely hear it, so hopefully we'll clean that up. But, I'll clean um, it up. Oh, am no. I, am I, did, I, did I start this late? The first thing I have is lightning strikes a tree and fire is invented. No, there's a little bit before that, but I would understand why your brain would immediately tune it out. Yeah, we've <laughs> because all. Because it's like opening credits bit, you know. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Well, Gina, you're going to have to watch this whole thing again. We'll wait. <laughs> um. So, yeah, there, so there's a whole bit where BC, the, the main character, uh, and it's just so effing slow. It's like a four-minute bit, four-and-a-half-minute bit, where it's just... Uh, lightning strikes the tree outside his cave and he goes out there and he uh, like inhales the smoke or something that goes back in the cave and he would sneeze or he would get his hand like burned by the fire by not realizing that he's holding the torch, which is slowly burning up to his hand. And then he would turn and he would smile at the camera and then he would turn away and then he'd slow walk into the cave and then you'd wait like three seconds and then he would scream and then the fire would move all around and then you'd wait three more seconds and he'd walk back out again all the way. And I'm just like, fucking kill me. I wrote right here one minute in. I want to die. Was I it? just it want was... to die. But here's the thing. The smoke was screaming, which was weird. No, no, no. What happened was uh, as he screamed, the fire itself was, you know, you know, like how when you like blow on a fly- fire, it goes like whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah. He screamed so loud that the fire was like. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, okay. that became the recurring bit. So whenever he would do like yeah. whenever he would sneeze, uh, a fire would start up. Yeah. Uh, whenever yeah. he would scream, the fire would move. There's the bit where he sneezed in his cave and because he had breathed the air from a volcano. For whatever goddamn uh-huh. reason, he went up to a volcano and he sneezes in his cave, and the volcano erupts. <laughs> yeah. That, now here's the thing. Fucking hilarious. Here's the thing. I thought Kill this, me. this was. I was thinking. Okay, so this is how it's gonna go. Like fire is invented. This is gonna be directly related to. Sure. Right. That would have made the sense. the first Thanksgiving. Like, oh, fi- yes. like fi- it strikes the tree. He realizes that when he blows on or sneezes on the fire, it gets bigger. He's going to at some point discover that food tastes better when you cook it like this. And sure. everyone is going to come over and enjoy his cooked food. And that is not at all where this went or what happened. This is interesting no. because you are now on the side of uh, Brian O'Connell, who had the same problem with the... Uh, Ugh, what was that uh, weird ass monster cartoon that we watched? Groovy Ghoulies. Um, Groovy Ghoulies. Uh, it 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 similarly has a vibe of um, no. Here, here's shut a joke. Your mouth. I here's love Groovy Ghoulies. Uh, that's what this is. The pacing is different, but it is uh, basically that. It's like here's a joke, and it you go a little bit longer, and you take a little more time with the uh, the physical comedy. But that's all this is, is, you know, like some old Laurel and Hardy stuff um, where you're like, oh, you see fire and they're like, oh, and then you, you know, like take a big, long pause and then react to it. You no, know, Groovy Ghoulies had a through line 
this ah. this has no through line. <laughs> Gene, I don't think I'm with you on this. I think the through lines of each each part, scene by scene, I think was exactly the same between except Groovy Ghoulies had at least pacing, which uh, uh, yeah. gave me a headache. Quite frankly, this just made me want to jump off of my roof. Um, the thing is, so like the volcano blows up and a turtle rolls into BC's uh, 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 cave, and then very slowly the turtle pokes his head out. And then very slowly looks and then very slowly says, Gesundheit. Yeah. And BC's like, uh, or no, he says like, God bless you or something stupid. And no, he says Gesundheit. Okay. I wrote that down. And so uh, 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 it's just dumb because turtles uh, don't talk. What the? Anyway. Right next to that, I had a, a note that like, he sleeps with a rock pillow. Uh, okay, fine. But then a perfectly tailored blanket. And that's, blanket. that was the point where I was like, fine. how dare you? How dare you? Sir? Fine. You like, can either have a rock, a, a rock pillow or a perfectly tailored blanket. You can't have both. You know, that's that one of the any- conventions of the comic strip. And I'm all, I'm totally <laughs> yeah. fine with it. That, that part didn't bother me. The turtle talking that pissed me off. Uh, so then the turtle just like walks away and then BC wakes up and he's like, huh? And then that's like, I'm supposed to be laughing uproariously for five straight minutes, apparently. I don't know. Uh, in my notes, I did write in all caps, what what, uh, sleep, what was the joke? What was the joke? I was waiting for a payoff. I wanted a punchline, yeah. and I got nothing. Yeah. Nothing. He just nope. rolls back over and goes to sleep, and we're back with the turtle, who now the bird is operating like a motorboat, and that I mean yeah. he's rubbing his face in his tits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I couldn't help is that, is that what you... Do you spend a lot of Again. time thinking about turtle tits, Ray? <laughs> After Chan showed me that one thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, uh we we stumbled into some dark parts of the internet. <laughs> don't yeah. don't ask, you don't want to know. Yeah, Gina, I'm not proud of it, nor am I happy about it, but yeah, I do, unfortunately. <laughs> All I got to say is uh Raphael, man, got us got us set on him. I don't want to, you know what? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that image in your head, didn't I? Well, don't worry about that. Um, okay, so then the, I, I don't even know. I don't even remember or understand this bit with the like the, the bird rides the turtle like a boat, and yeah. then and then they they're fine. I just literally my next note is like I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Like it's just uh, we're all at a lake now. There's like a river where they all live, <laughs> and they're uh-huh. all just like one by one, slow walking to the water and then drinking it. Doing and their then, bit in the water, yeah. and then like one of a, one of the cavemen has glasses, of course, because I don't you don't care anymore. I think I, that was my favorite character because representation <laughs> with kids with glasses matters. Um, <laughs> he was the smart one, obviously. He was smart. You know, was he? Because he got told to leave the water, so he starts licking the sand for nourishment. I don't. I need to know the. I I don't appreciate the fact that I don't understand the rules of this world because in that in the first scene when when fire is invented. The guy clearly has no idea what fire is, which is why right. he keeps like sniffing it and sneezing and doesn't understand right. what's going on. But then later, everyone already knows about fire. Like no one yes. is like, oh, oh, shit. What is this? Holy right. crap. Oh, my God. It hurts when you touch it. What's going on? It's just in the beginning. One guy fig- like finds fire, doesn't know what the hell it is. And then like two scenes later, everyone's just like, oh, it's fire. Uh, this is this is post Flintstones. Uh, I like BC started before Flintstones, but by this point, the sort of trope of um, uh, we we are in prehistoric times, but doing modern things 
is very well established. So sure. you have the thing at the beginning where, you know, like, oh, we don't know what fire is. But then by the end of it, uh, Fat Broad is like, yeah, we know that you discovered fire. Yeah, we're all very yeah. uh, uh, understanding and just set that so we can start the uh, cooking process, which. You know, what you don't understand right. is uh, this episode of BC is a lot like the movie Boyhood. It's actually rec- it's actually they actually shot it over 14 years. And so the 14, first, years. The first yeah. year. No, I hear the thing. I hate it because because the whole thing, the whole thing is absurdist, but it's but the bits suck like that. That's that's the best way <laughs> yes. to it's like you, know, you can do absurdist humor. Well, this is not it. And no attempt was even made. Would it shock uh, you to find out this was written by a, a white man? <laughs> you mean like uh, everything in the 70s? Don't worry about that. That's why it was all so mediocre. I, uh, I will say that I don't. It, it, this isn't absurdist is the thing. The jokes are bad, <clears throat> but it is more in the tradition of vaudeville. Um, so like these things are. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're not trying to do crazy shit. This is something that people understood when they're watching. They they. Uh, why I kept thinking of Bob Hope was Bob Hope has this look when like something crazy happens, he gives kind of a side eye to the camera. Yeah, it's like that's this entire thing. Yeah, it's like ugh, well, you know, you know how it is in modern times. Really. I hate so, so, it. Some Which, of the bits yeah, from the, here not. we go. So, so here are the bits. Here are the gags. Each one of these gags probably takes at least a good thirty seconds, and that doesn't sound like a yeah. lot, but it's death. <sighs> It is they are death. filling time like a so, motherfucker. So the first person would go and like get start drinking out of the river. Okay, great. Then the, then the the glass I do kid. I don't do you remember the the bit the reason why the snake uh is all erect like a dick? Uh the the uh, um I wrote brunette for the uh um for my own sake in my brain, but she's called fat broad, so <laughs> yeah. fat broad uh grabs snake and like whips it and then it becomes oh. like a card like a club yeah and she carries it around yeah what? that's that was a premise from the comics from, i barely remember it but i remember the yeah. snake kind of represents the devil in his own way and so you know i that's the best i got like it's just it's a bad bit <laughs> i so thought enough, she was here i thought she was go- again i thought everything was going to lead back to thanksgiving so i thought she was going to use it as like a soup like to stir sure. the soup right. up uh okay. that, that didn't that. happen well, the, so- she goes out to the water and starts smacking it with the water. And that's the point where I was like, I thought I knew what the bit was. <laughs> yeah. No. But then like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, well, She's and- smacking the water with a hard snake. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and to got, everyone got- that's listening who has not watched this, that is what it is. We're not. That's what it is. Like that's she is it, it smacking no the water sense. with the hard snake. <laughs> She's walking out and beating the fuck out of the water. Um, and so the guy who rides the uh, the wheel—that's like his. It's like Schroeder with the uh, the piano. This guy just is yeah. always riding his wheel. And yeah. so he goes think- over and he like leans against a rock and he does that thing that the like, the old like bird thing where the bird tips over to the water and then leans backward and then slowly leans forward, hits the water, and then yeah, leans that's backward. that's cute. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious when it doesn't take 45 seconds to get to. No, but I'm, I'm um, saying it's it's if you if you distilled this entire cartoon down into a comic strip or a 30 second cartoon, oh, I would painful. be on board. Yeah. And also <laughs> one of the one of the cavemen talks like Humphrey Bogart. That's like, that was yeah. always, always shamefully in cartoons. Yeah, I didn't that one didn't make me happy. Uh so then we go we we have dinner and so there's there is now a fire uh making dinner. And they're making rock soup. Fat Broad is making rock soup for Thanksgiving, I guess. That's the premise. 
And uh, the big thing in order to make rock soup taste good, you need to shove a turkey in there. <sighs> and the turkey is the first. Yeah. And the turkey is the one who offers up that information, which I thought was a little strange. No, that's the. And- uh, yeah, it's a put a dead, tur- dead turkey. You got to have that double take. Yeah. I mean, that is that is comedy. That is if you don't have a double comedy. take, in your comedy, and then- again, it's not. I don't understand the. I, I don't understand how we get from. Like, do, does everyone already know that rock soup requires turkey? Do you not know st- the story of stone soup? Oh, I do know stone soup. Yeah. That's all. That's all that is. Chan, uh, Chan, can you? T- I don't know what stone soup is. Can you tell me? Oh, it's a chill. Yeah, no, yeah. It's the the deal is uh like a uh, a hobo comes into town and is like, I'm gonna make uh, stone soup. Mm-mm. Takes a big old cauldron and puts a stone in there, and people start coming up to us like, Oh, what's going on with this? I'm making stone soup. Uh, you know what I need for stone soup? I need an onion. It's like, Oh, okay. And the guy goes off to get an onion. He's like, Oh, you know what I need for stone soup? It's like a ham hock. And then another person goes, Oh, okay. I'll go and get your ham hock. And they all bring like, you know, like a, a thing. And then at the end, it turns out like, Oh, you have like a full stew. And that's stone soup. Yes. Like everybody chips in. He, he basically cons them oh. into, into giving him ingredients for, for a real stew. But that's yeah, not it's what the monorail is. of uh, wow. uh, 16th century uh, storytelling. I'll be but honest. That's that not... sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> but that's not what this <laughs> is. Was that man Bernie Sanders? That's not what this. That <laughs> they didn't do the bit correctly because no. she makes it seem like it's something she's made before that they all eat. 100%. And it just and then and then something is it the turtle something comes up and eats it. Uh, it was a, a dinosaur. It was a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, it was a dinosaur. You know. And like it has nothing in it but but rocks and water. Dinosaur loves it. Well, so then they go. You know, we need a dead turkey, and then they're all just like, okay, we got to go get us a turkey. So they all they all just start running, and then they stop they doing and go, like hey, a football we- thing. It's a football thing. Yeah, it was the, really yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, what was the football bit? Because I wrote down first football game. Yeah, it's uh, just it's it's a thing they used to do back then, especially in cartoons. I remember like the Mickey Mouse uh, Goofy football cartoon, and they represent football happening by just like a mob of people all running in unison, and, yes. and it's sort of like the blob from the end of the the game Inside, where it's just arms flailing and sticking out from this blob mass. And well, also before that, you have the coach uh, giving the speech and all of the. Uh, team members being like, rah, 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 rah. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do, you dummies? We're gonna hit them high and we're gonna hit them low. Got it? Got it? Got it? Got it? Got it? High and low and high and low and high and. Yeah, that that sort of. Thing. I, I actually thought that that like that would have been a good bit if this if this cartoon had been the invention of the first of everything for Thanksgiving, I would have been on board with it, but I feel like maybe that was the original concept and they did not know how to deliver on it. They played football on Thanksgiving back then. Maybe that's what they were going for with the bit. Uh Uh-huh. You're the football guy. You should know this. I should, except it was so lazy and poorly executed, (laughs) much like my football on Thanksgiving. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. 
the end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. This is Kenner's Screen of Show, the amazing take it any place projector. Show them here, show them there. Take it almost anywhere. Seven great color shows like Sabrina and Archie. Slip in a cassette and the show is on. Hey, here's the Hair Bear Bunch. There are over 100 scenes, bright even in daylight. See exciting shows from both sides with Kenner's Screen of Show Projector with five cassettes. Now back to G.I. Joe. So... They do a bit where they say, let's go get a turkey. They start chasing. They stop and say, hey, what's a turkey? Ha, 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 ha. And then they chase the turkey some more. And then they do the bit where the, the good looking chick like walks by him. And I can say that because her name is literally cute chick. God damn it. And she walks by him mm. and they all just stop, like including the turkey, if I remember right. And I was like, yo, that chick's hot. Anyway, let's keep doing what we're doing. And then yeah. we're done with that bit. And a dinosaur eats all the stew. <laughs> like, what is I, happening? What I just have a note. I have a note that says turkeys who love turkeys because I I thought that was a one of the good bits. Does anyone remember what that bit is? Yeah, no, that's uh, um, he's singing uh, Barbara Streisand. Oh, uh, oh see. yeah, okay. this was one turkeys. Turkeys who love turkeys are the loveliest. Uh oh. Like that. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. That was uh, that was one of those where I was like, okay, this is uh, I could I could imagine seeing this uh, again. I'm going to use laughing as an example, but like yeah. if it, it, you know, it's a it's a bit that we're all sort of sick of now, but a bit of an animal singing instead of people who love people are the luckiest people. He's singing turkeys, turkeys who love turkeys, and that was I, I thought the first sort of good bit in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. As far as all the bits on this special go that one was the least egregious <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had lowered my expectations by this point and at this point i i barely remember this from the comic books because we move on to uh, uh there's a phone on a tree which was a bit from bc comics okay and and, th- the, and the this was another bit. this was another decent bit i thought and so he goes and into- you didn't have a problem with the telephone being invented before fire i mean you know it's it's this is look this is this comic and it was a little bit of no, a nostalgia no, trick no, to go back. I'm talking to Gina specifically. Oh, no, excuse me. Because sorry. Here's the thing. By this point, it, once they've referenced Barbara Streisand and, and, and other things, I was just expecting it because they start with the invention of fire, which turned out to not be the invention of fire because everyone knew what it was. But by yeah, this 10 point, years later I, in the, in the, the chronology the of, the of the world. And, you know, a, a, a turkey sort of prank calling a guy that's trying to kill him is is kind of a funny bit. 
Well, also, he turns into a superhero. He crawls into the phone booth tree and comes out as the Midnight Skulker, uh, which I didn't understand it, but I vaguely remember that bit from the comics, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, fine. All right. And then we have the heavy breathing gag, which I did not under, which was a comic trope that I did not understand until I was uh, in my mid thirties, maybe. Oh, really? So yeah, like uh, the the joke was always how you dirty called people is you just called them up and then you would heavy breathe and it would be like sending a dick pic these days. Like that was that was all you could do. Oh yeah, it was a very common thing back in the day to heavy breathe. Yeah, but all I, because they call it heavy breathing, uh, and I had no context. I had not actually hurt. No one's ever fucking called me to heavy breathe. Right, like I on. thought it Go meant on. like I Aww, thought it meant I'm like sorry, like they. D- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. I I talked to my therapist about it, and and we agree that uh, I, it was for the best. Okay, all right. Uh, I don't want you to feel left out that no one's uh, ever heavy breathed in your phone in your landline yeah, I'm, phone. I'm calling. I just want you to know when you're least expected. I'm calling you. Uh, but. <laughs> But no, because I had only read the joke and whatnot, or it, it would show up in a cartoon like this, where what it was was someone going uh, uh, as if, you know, like they were exhausted or something like that, and not that they were jerking off and making the moaning noises of I'm jerking off. I didn't I, I never got it. And then when I finally, um, yeah, clued into it like years later, I'm like. Oh, f- Jesus Christ. Sometimes they, were sh- they would give that to kids. Sometimes it's yeah. just to creep people out, though, too. Uh, because because jerking off while calling someone and making the sex noises <laughs> is creepy, Gina. No, I no. Mean, I, know, like, sometimes- I know you don't feel this way. <laughs> yeah. I, Wait. I, let me ask my best friend, Louis C.K., what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's. <laughs> Wow. Put this one in a time capsule. Um, So we cut to them now. Uh, they're at dinner now and they're eating the rocks, but they Wait. don't like the rocks because they're rocks. Wait. So there's there's an uh, sort of an ongoing bit. And by ongoing, I mean, it happens a couple times, but but that the the turkey gobbles. And that's like when the football horde sort of hears the gobbling and runs for it. Yeah. Right. And I I can't tell. So this is established and then after the phone bit, the caveman comes out go- and gobbles and sounds oh, yeah. exactly like the turkey. This was weird. Yeah. And I and in my head, I thought, oh, this is pretty funny. He's about to get run over by the horde who thinks he's a turkey. And that's not what happened. <laughs> and I really feel like this is a cartoon that keeps presenting me with platters of food. And when they pull the cover off, there's no food. Well, no, because the one thing a part of it, because he does get run over with, by making the noise at some point, doesn't he? Because yes, then, th- but but once they establish that, so the, so yeah. the turkey is doing it, and yeah. so then the the caveman comes out like he comes out of the uh, out of the phone, and for whatever reason he decides to gobble. Yeah, and I thought, well, oh, it, oh, great! This is this is going to be kind of funny. Like he survived one thing, but now he's going to get run over by the horde who thinks he's a turkey. Well, and it and it doesn't happen at all. The horde doesn't show up. He's gobbling for a really long time, and and I just kept expecting the horde to show up, and it was very unsatisfying. Well, a, a very unsatisfying, I think, would be an appropriate way to describe <laughs> this in general. But yeah, you're right. I just seem to remember a bit where he is getting run over, but but maybe that was earlier, and I just blocked it out. Uh, I don't care. Um, I will say that. Um... 
what I remember of the cartoon uh, comic strip. I enjoyed it very much as a kid, but looking back, I feel like what it did was it offered very standard takes on comic tropes. There's never anything new. It was just a, a very basic uh, joke telling structure that actually helped me as a child sort of understand like, oh, okay, this is, this is a B and C. This is, you know, like yep. why did the chicken cross the road? Sure. And it sort of taught me joke structure, but uh, in terms of like uh, um, innovating in comedy or whatever, it just didn't do that. And it was never uh, a really, uh, uh, um, there were never any killer jokes. It was just like, you know, here is a joke. So it's, this <laughs> is <laughs> very much done exactly the way that you just said it. Here is a yeah. joke. Here's you a joke. Know, it's good. You good enough. You you care. get it. You understand you, what I'm going with here. You didn't laugh at any of these other comics. I don't expect you to laugh at mine either. <laughs> well, no, it's it's great for a child because the thing about hack jokes is that they're they're hack for a reason. They're always funny the first time you hear them. So you hear them as a kid, you're like, oh my god, you could do that with language. Um, <laughs> so somebody's got to somebody's got to teach the kids. I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, they're eating rock soup and then uh, fat broads like give thanks. So we have our Thanksgiving tie in and then we have some weird bit at the end where she's like talking to the turkey, but isn't looking at the turkey. Oh, the turkey like sneaks up on her. I, okay. This was one of the other ones that I thought was pretty good. Maybe it's because my expectations were so low, but the, the prayer repetition from the turkey, I, I found funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, it's fine. I mean, compared to a lot of this other stuff, at least it kind of moved a little bit and it, it gave us a moment. And that's all I could ask for at this point, especially I at this point in this in this cartoon. I'll say that this was a long bit, but the payoff, because honestly, I wasn't expecting the turkey to be the one who was giving the prayer or uh, um, or what, what do they call it? We must acknowledge a great providence or something like that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, give thanks for giving me a humble turkey this opportunity. Then everybody's like, hum, what's it? Yeah. They they repeat it, and that's what makes them realize they sort of have their heads bowed and they don't see. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. Hold on. I will say yes. that uh, Fat Broad did make a rock look appetizing because she was eating those rocks and i was like man that looked very good I need, <laughs> if i could if my teeth were that hard i'd, I'd eat a rock mm. try, you should try it out I, yeah i think i will i think i will uh, but also the other thing is they must have other food right well they had the water but then the dinosaur ate drank all the water no i'm just right. i just mean in general they're staying alive via something right well, Gina, I don't know how to tell you this. They're they're comic strip characters. Wait, wait. So we don't actually watch them farm or slaughter animals. Wait, I'm confused. I'm, how many calories do they need a day to survive? I'm realizing now that uh, one of Gina's great joys in life is cartoon food. Yes. And this is the very antithesis of that. Wow. There yes. is no food. There is only rocks. And the one opportunity that they have to make food gets squandered. Yeah. So, like... I understand why you would hate this so much, Tina. It's, it's all terrible. This is what I'm. This is what I'm talking about. It's as if someone. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm telling you, it's as if someone invited me over for delicious food, and I got there, and it was a Bible study group with no food. Oh, yeah. Man. No, I get that. Oh boy, I've uh, had that happen. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, again, I want to clarify. I do not think this is good at all. <laughs> I do think that it deserves some context given, and it is not that bad, but it is not good at all. I, I'm going to say that this we did this to ourselves, so we have no one to blame. Unlike other times where our our, our Patreon subscribers try to torture us or someone thinks, oh, it'll be hilarious to make them watch this piece of crap. We did this to ourselves, so we deserve everything we get. No, I appreciated the nostalgia trip because I haven't really, I don't think about this comic strip a lot. Although I read them like daily. I read the the paperbacks ugh, ugh. Uh, when I was a Burn kid. Burn it to uh, the ground. I was actually a bigger fan of Wizard of Id, also written by the same guy. Um, and the big reason why, and, and that, I mean, it's also like, you know, a, a tyrant king and a knight, and I don't even remember half the stuff that's in there, but I didn't lie. I like that better than BC, even though the humor was basically the same thing because they wore shoes in the wizard of id and bare feet made me upset when I was, uh, out, this, frankly, this seems frankly. like a very weird little Ray thing that we just got some yeah. insight into his mind. Yeah, too, I don't too many feet. Too many feet made me uncomfortable, and I did not like it. <laughs> oh, oh, that I, grog so, must have just <laughs> driven you up a no, wall. No, grog then. was the only one I liked for whatever, and I can't explain it. Also, yes, I he, wish I could uh, figure out like what it was. Something clearly happened to you. You were probably two, and some older cousin stuck their feet on your baby face or something. Must have, must have happened. Yeah, I don't. I can't explain it, but I do know that that's <laughs> how it made me feel. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about feet now though not a fan not a fan still um, no I, I quentin tarantino movies gross me out yeah that grosses um, everyone out though yeah um because yeah, you can what, you know he's jerking off while he's looking at those edits oh it's he's a gross <laughs> person and um and like whenever we have like those Lotrimin uh, commercials or like the, the ones where they're at the beach and they're just like kicking their feet and taking a picture of their feet and like the sunset, I want to fucking gag. It's gross. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I, don't need I wish I knew what happened pictures. to you. I wish I knew what happened to you. So you never rub your wife's feet. Oh, that's horrifying. I don't. Oh, my God. It. No, no. <laughs> uh, just for the record. I we're working on new artwork for the show, including, you know, like pictures of the if you three do of us. me up as a giant <laughs> foot. I will murder you. I am. I am drafting an email right now to Brian Bliss and we're going to make this happen. Now we've getting some we're getting a new for season five. We're getting new artwork made. We're in uh, season five, really? Uh, we will be when we finish Deke. Uh, that, then we immediately launch into season five. Wait, uh, season I've, five? I've pictured it. Yeah, we're in season four right now, guys. It's literally on the logo. Wow. It, wow. I, didn't I make that logo? Yes, <laughs> maybe it's not on the logo, but it's 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 referenced by the logo every single time. It's been a while since we did a G.I. Joe, by the way. We're trying to escape it, but at some point we need to We're not to go doing back. it till January. We're not doing it till no, January. We're doing we'll seasonal be, the rest of the year will, for Gina. I'll uh, be dead by then. That's fine. <laughs> I need if to we don't finish Deke to, and we no, all get killed, I'm fine. No, I'm a completist. If I die without completing all G.I. Joe properties, I don't get into G.I. Joe heaven. There's still so much more to do, too. That's the crazy part. <laughs> um, so Yeah, so that's the plan. So uh, in my mind, at least, when we finally in January, February, whatever it is, when we finish the Deke era, we launch into the gritty reboot season five of G.I. Joe. Now, I've seen Chan's picture. And Chan, you... you you like to mix the metaphors here. Your 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 picture is Chuckles, but also E Honda for no good reason. Like, can you explain these choices to me? Yes. Well, Chan didn't draw them. No, but Chan Chan uh, ushered them. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely did. I definitely and said Gina, I, you're the Baroness again, but also a bat robot, which I also don't understand how that works, why we would make those choices. Chan, can you defend any of this? And also, am I afoot? <laughs> <laughs> the answer to all of these things is yes. <laughs> Fuck. I definitely can explain and defend all of these. Well, can you can you do it now? <laughs> no. No, okay. I can't. And you know what? Somehow that's fine. That's fine for me. I just uh, I just remember some of the old pictures that we had just to goof on Chan a moment longer when he'd be like, okay, so uh, we're doing this cartoon. We're going to do, I don't know, we're going to do Jem and we're going to have a guest on. Now, I asked the guest what cartoon character he loves the most from his childhood. We could theme it around the episode we're doing, which is Jem, but instead he said Droopy Dog. So we did Droopy Dog, but we also put him in the Inspector Gadget outfit. That's our picture. And I'm like, what is happening, Chan? God, I love those. <laughs> I never, I still don't understand them. And I also love them. I think that's the, remember our season, uh, what is it? Our season two uh, or season three, lo- our season three real logo is us in random cartoon characters. And then Chan put us in Scrooge McDuck's money bank. <laughs> oh no, that was season two. Season three, we're okay. coming out with a Pokeball. Oh, that's so. Right. so, I mean, look. I love it all. I have nothing bad to say. I have no critique. I have no I have no notes. It is all perfect. Random is good, guys. BC. Thanksgiving boo. special. It stands for boo crap. Boo crap. <laughs> um, but I believe we have something else we'd like to do before we get out of here today. Oh, dang. Right. It's the theme song throwdown. We are here with a very special guest. It is Ezra Parter, comedian extraordinaire. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> dog. Uh, you are the host of uh, Apocalypse Apocalypse Tips with Lester Pips. That's right. I mean, technically in show canon, Lester Pips is the host and I'm just his publicist. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, that's me. I'll break the fourth wall. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Andy Kaufman bullshit here, man. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't do Andy Kaufman. <laughs> uh, what is the show? Where is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's on Thursdays. It's at 6. It's on the Pack Theater Twitch. And it's a show where my character, Lester Pips, who sounds kind of like this. This is the way that he talks. He talks like he's, he's, a, he's a guy from Louisiana who lives down in his bunker making sure people know how to survive apocalypses. And there could be any kind of apocalypse. Like maybe the moon opens up its mouth, tries to eat Earth. You know, that's one example of what an apocalypse could be. Uh, also, sometimes he talks about real stuff uh, like going to vote. And um, the main thing of the show, though, is uh, I have guests come on, play characters who are in this world, which is uh, the real world. But apocalypse tips focused and I interview them and they say funny stuff. and We have a good time. Love it. That is a Dusty Rhodes, is it not? Uh, what is that? Uh, OK, it isn't then. Uh, it's, that sounds like Dusty Roads, the natural, or, uh, the natural, uh, uh, the American dream, Dusty Roads. uh, oh, the man. voice you got there. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't know that. It's just, uh, it's just a voice that I, I used to do with an ex-girlfriend and eventually <laughs> we formed it into a character. <laughs> <laughs> she was instrumental. Uh, uh, shout out to Rexanne. Nice. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, in case any uh, wrestling fan comes up to you and was like, oh, it's a great Dusty Rhodes, man. <laughs> then you just say like, oh, yeah, totally. Thanks. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. what I was doing there. Dusty there Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we are doing – this is the first matchup in round two of our theme song, Throwdown. Uh, the first round was epic. 
And now uh, we've weeded out the chaff. Every single song in this second round, uh, they're all killers. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you don't have much of a connection with either of these songs. You know, I really don't. Are, are we revealing what they are? Should I say that or should I keep oh, yeah. it a secret no, it's, till it's time? Okay. <laughs> it's G.I. Joe versus Fraggle Rock. Yeah. So I definitely watched some G.I. Joe when I was a kid, but I don't remember it really uh, other than I think in like uh, high school or college, there was some G.I. Joe episode that was circulating my friend groups that were like, look at this dumb clip. And so I remember that. But that's. Oh, you're talking about the Fencer films, the, um, the pork chop sandwich and all that? Yeah. 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 Exactly that. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Fraggle Rock, I have learned about in the last couple of years, but I've never seen an episode. I didn't know it existed when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember if it's back on HBO. It used to be on HBO. Then it went away and I'm like, what the fuck? My kid was just getting to the age where he would enjoy that. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's back, but, uh, it is, it was, it was, and continues to be an amazing show. Um, with, a with a bump and soundtrack. Let's start out, uh, um, Let's start out with G.I. Joe and uh, okay. see what you think. Yo, Joe. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Okay, yeah. It gets a blood pumping. It hits. It hits pretty good. Yeah. He's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. Man. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. Whoa, it's got like a... It's got a like a voiceover break in the middle. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It covers all the bases. <laughs> it does, man. That that's like some some rousing big band music. And then we get a little hit of uh, 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 of just a. Uh, and now it's time for me to do a voiceover that explains the show. And that's what you've been waiting for. Here we go. Let's do the show. But then you get more music. I love it. It's a. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, how do you feel about, uh, narration during, uh, theme songs? Uh, I like it in classic stuff, but I do not want it in current stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I'm cool with it when I'm like, okay, I, I remember that this used to be how stuff worked, but I, <laughs> but I, I definitely am. I, I think in general, it's, it's, it's not modern at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't think of a modern show that does it. And I can't think of a modern show that I would want to do it. Do you feel like a uh, um, a theme song should sort of like tell you what the cartoon is or are you, uh, are you satisfied with just like, uh, oh, I want to watch this now because of this song? Yeah, I like to just get hyped. You know, uh, if you're going to explain what the show is cool, like some shows need that. But as long as you're getting me hyped, I'm in. OK, does this get you hype? You feeling it or uh, is yeah. it a little dated, a little retro? It's a little data, especially just in in like with uh, current politics. It's really hard to get behind anything that's super patriotic. <laughs> but um, but like uh, you know, in two thousand and uh, and one, I would have loved this. You know, like yeah, America needs this. You know, I'm gonna be real. When I was watching it in real time in, in the eighties, I was fully uh, a Cobra fan because. At the time, I was like, "What is this raw, raw bullshit?" <laughs> no, I don't need. I don't need you to tell me to be fucking patriotic. No, 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 not playing. 
Yeah. So, you know, there's there's different ways of approaching it. That's a good point. Yeah. I was thinking of I I was just look thinking of the the last iconic moment. I don't know if it's iconic. This is the first time I've watched it, but uh where they're all in front of that uh American flag. And <laughs> I just um at work, uh uh they they're doing these things with I do like IT for a tech company and uh they're doing these things where uh uh, every week we have a meeting with the team and we're supposed to have a different like spirit feeling. So one week it was, we're all going to wear matching t-shirts. And then this week it was everybody wear your American pride, uh, clothes. And I was like, I'm not doing that right oh, now. Are dear. you kidding me? Oh, what, no. Are we, are we asking for political fighting? Um, okay. Well then I guess we will move on to Fraggle Rock. Oh, I love Jim Henson. Hells yeah. This bass is okay. Oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> God, this bass line is addictive. Right? That's why it's there. That's why it's in the second round. Yeah. Oh my god. That dude's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Come to Fraggle Rock. Down in Fraggle Rock. Oh, down in Fraggle Rock. I heard come to Fraggle Rock, and I was thinking, I will. This sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm blown away. That was awesome. I think that that was like a cool combo of like, oh, we're going to hit you with a little funk beat. But then, no, we're not really doing funk. We're just doing happy upbeat. And that's, uh, uh, I I like that a lot. Like Jim Henson can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. And like, uh, have you watched the, uh, the new Dark Crystal? I haven't. Dude, oh yeah. my god! Just, just in terms, just technically, it's so amazing. You're you're sitting and you're like, those are those are puppets. There's like people with hands in them, and there's like <laughs> sticks, and it just it's uh, go just watch it. You get done here, go and watch it. Come back and thank me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll check it out. I never watched the Dark Crystal movie before, so I, I it's not like it wasn't nostalgic for me when I saw it come up. So I never. I never went yeah. down that rabbit hole, but I'll definitely try it. If it's got, it's, if it's, if it's anything like how hyped I am for Fraggle Rock, it's got to be good. <laughs> definitely. So, okay. So yeah. Yeah. Thoughts about Fraggle Rock aside from the baseline, which oh, we man. all know is the fucking best. Yeah. I mean, aside from the baseline, I don't even know what else there was. That's the only thing that mattered, but no, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it had like the, 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 like the hype energy that I'm looking for in an intro song. It, it, it brought me up. And also I love that. They're just saying like, Hey, listen, we're going to be happy for a little while and you're going to, you're going to join us and be happy down in Fraggle Rock. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want. I just want to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that we've run into during this tournament is uh, some songs are just happy. And like, if it goes up against a song that it like does something different, because like, yeah, G.I. Joe kind of gets you hyped. There are Mm -hmm. other songs like uh, Batman, the animated series are like dark and like evocative and like, yeah, dude, I want to, you know, like I'm feeling mysterious or even frightened or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like which which is more cartoon theme song to you? 
That's interesting. Yeah, I think all the cartoons I watched when I was little, like Batman, the animated series, all the Marvel stuff, I definitely, I, I, Batman's DC, but I definitely watched those kinds of shows more than a Fraggle Rock kind of show. But now that I've seen this this uh, this theme song, I'm thinking I made a mistake. I should have just only been watching Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Here's the thing. You get to go back and relive your childhood however you want. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my edited version. When, when I tell my therapist about my childhood next, I'll be talking about Fraggle Rock as if I watched it then. <laughs> <laughs> so, G.I. Joe, Fraggle Rock, which is the best cartoon theme song in your mind and why? Yeah. So, okay. Uh Okay, G.I. Joe has brings a lot of energy. It definitely gets you hyped for what you're going to watch, which is some action, right? Uh, some patriotism, a little bit of um, maybe rooting for the underdog if you choose to like Cobra. Although I've heard the the, the lead Cobra guy's voice, and, and frankly, it's really hard to root for a guy who uh, uh, is that jarring. But um, uh, but on the other on the other hand. Fraggle Rock. I mean, I just I felt so good. I, I a show I've never even watched. I want to watch right now. That's that's wow. powerful in a in a theme song. But but here's the thing. Do we count puppets as cartoons? We, oh no no. We've already gone down this road. Okay, we've had okay. this. I had a uh, feeling. Some people take issue, uh, and and we lost we lost a great one uh, as a result of that. Okay. But, this one definitely passes the test. It's it's in the tournament. Stand in the tournament. We're not going to okay. worry about. These are your rules, not mine. So yep. uh, if we were going by my rules, uh, 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 that doesn't even matter because these are your rules. So well, uh, then you and Gita should just have a podcast all to yourself. <laughs> okay, tell her I would. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, actually, by my rules or yours, Fraggle Rock dominated the competition today and absolutely deserves to move on to the next round. Wow. All right, then. All right, mm-hmm. then. Fraggle Rock takes it almost an upset, except that I would say that uh, in the second round, like, yeah, there are no bad songs. So, mm-hmm. you know, even a top seed can go down. Um, yeah. Fraggle Rock moves on. Wow. Ezra um, Barter, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you if they're looking for you. Robert, thank you so much for having me. This, this is great. Um, you all can find me. I'm on Instagram at Ezra Partier. And from there, that there's there's connections to the Lester Pips show. I do a couple other shows every week also. So definitely at Ezra Partier on Instagram, at Ezra Parter on Twitter. Those are uh, the easiest ways to find me. You freaked me out for a sec because I thought your name was pronounced Ezra Partier. And I was going to be like, oh, God. Damn it. I didn't ask beforehand and I screwed myself, but I, I thought I knew it. No, no there's okay, an unused there's an sense. unused account on Instagram with the Ezra Parter name, and I can't figure it out because I there's not another human being named Ezra Parter. Uh uh, but um, but they took my my name on Instagram, which you know, fair enough, they can have it. I'll be Ezra Partier. I don't even right. I don't even party. <laughs> you know what you don't need to party you just need people to think that you're a party kind of guy that's right hell yeah that's man it. get let's get faded yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow i can't believe that round one and or round two matchup went the way it did did i just uh, did i just black out what happens here's the thing i don't even know if uh, uh i don't remember the proper order of them 
uh, I have recorded all eight episodes of uh, round two. Sharon, kayfabe, and, kayfabe, uh, kayfabe. <laughs> you may or may not know what is going on. So you should probably listen to those just so you know. Or just listen to the next eight episodes of this show and you'll hear them. No, I'm talking. I'm not talking to the audience. I'm talking to you two. Oh, I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> anyway, what? that's I, our I blacked show. out again. Yeah, that's fine. I'm blacked out from, <laughs> from BC. Thank you for BC listening memory. to Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show, this time talking about Thanksgiving specials, BC from 1973. Yeah, it Listen, was a thing. If you ever want to uh, get rid of Thanksgiving guests at your Thanksgiving <laughs> gathering, oh, if you are tired and just want people to go so you can eat leftover pie on your lap in your lazy boy while you watch planes, trains, and automobiles for the 90th time. Suggest... Grab a snake. <laughs> yeah. Sug- just start smacking <laughs> it until it gets hard. Then just go out to a nearby river. Just start pounding the shit out of that water. Just people slap are like, the water. What is happening? Slap the I don't water understand the, the reference. No. What is going on? And let me be honest. No, I love this plan, Gina, because this is like whenever I was at a cast party in high school, you knew it was time to leave because the Rent soundtrack would start playing. So yeah, this is the equivalent of that. It's <laughs> like when oh. I when I was in college and a white boy would bring out their acoustic guitar. Uh, that's boy. how I knew it was time to leave and slash their tires. Yeah, thank you. Both of you people don't understand. That signals <laughs> that the party is getting going. No. No, the Gina, nerds no. leave. The naked time starts about a half hour after that. Oh, Y'all didn't wait long enough. I didn't, and I still don't regret it. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, but put on put on BC's Thanksgiving special. It will drive your it, guests out, and you'll get the rest of the pie to yourself. They won't even but- get to the volcano four minutes in before they're all just like, "Yeah, it's gonna. Be, we got to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> we got to get out of here." <laughs> Oh, I love this idea, Gina. Thank that you. was the perfect transition. We got to get out of here. Yes, and guys. You, 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 you want to? You have anything you want to plug? Come on, man. Yes, yeah, you want to plug for the show? Oh, wait. When is this airing? <laughs> Next week. If it airs before Thursday, November twelfth, yeah, it will. Uh, that's yes. when the season two premiere of the Unicorn happens. Hey, everybody! Let's watch some Whoa. Unicorn season two. And also, uh, Thursday the 26th, which is Thanksgiving, CBS is re-airing my Thanksgiving episode of The Unicorn, which is nice because they then have to pay me. Thank you. Yeah, get that money. So watch it if you like. Uh, If you dare. I will say that was probably my favorite episode of The Unicorn that I saw. And that was not even taken into account that Gina wrote it. It was just really good. So I do suggest on Thanksgiving, you should watch it. And then when you're tired of your guests, you put on the BC special. (laughs) And everybody goes. You put on your your finest suit and the BC (laughs) special. (laughs) That's a bad combination. And Uh, wait for it to take you. (laughs) Chad, what would you like to plug? You've got big things coming. Do I? All right, guys, you can also listen to the Who Would Win show. Uh, That's a weekly show where uh, myself and James Gafsey, we talk about uh, fights between fictional characters. Uh, We very recently just uh, announced we're doing uh, Astro Boy versus Spider-Man. Pretty fun, pretty good stuff. Uh, So until next time, uh, uh, boo crap, boo crap. That's all I got to say, man, boo crap.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming, and we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss, and I'm playing my Pokemon, and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh my god. Traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.